Welcome to Coffee with the Doc, hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor for over 35 years in Southwest Florida and creator of Basic Essentials Wellness. Six basic time-tested principles that when applied to your life can result in remarkable changes. Coffee with the Doc is designed to inform you, motivate you, and encourage you along your wellness journey. Health and wellness is a choice. Thanks for joining us today. Here's Dr. Schaefer. Welcome back to Coffee with the Doc. So glad to have you here today. Uh, here on Coffee with the Doc, we, we talk a lot about uh, wellness and optimal health and and all of our, our conversations are geared towards that. Uh, my uh, delve into wellness, uh, as I've mentioned before, started some 15 plus years ago. A medical doctor motivated chiropractors in a convention setting that uh, we were really the ones that should be uh, taking wellness to our community because that's what we deal with, lifestyle. He pointed out that the bulk of our health issues uh, here in our country uh, are because of our lifestyle. Uh, I was listening to a, another doctor uh, talk this past weekend, and and he said we, we are having uh, diseases of despair are kind of the primary issues. And you think about diseases of despair, you know, uh, we look at uh, alcoholism, the opioid crisis, uh, you know, liver cirrhosis, uh, suicide, depression, anxiety, but diseases of despair. I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, way of looking at it. But back when this medical doctor some 15 plus years ago uh, challenged us chiropractors, I came up with six principles to wellness. Uh, proper functional activity, proper nutrition, uh, proper mental, emotional, spiritual well-being, proper rest, proper structure, and purging and eliminating toxins. And we talk about those particular things here in, in one way or another here on Coffee with the Doc. Well, today I wanted to kind of come up with a, a little bit different uh, perspective on wellness and really how do these uh, six principles play into this particular uh, perspective, which is, I guess, a topic we'll call it resiliency. How does uh, resiliency and how does that play into uh, our overall wellness picture? And I think it's a, it's a key point. Uh, I did a presentation, uh, a couple of them recently, on uh, workplace wellness. And I was talking to uh, a variety of different type of uh, workplace uh, owners, uh, business owners and managers, uh, that type of thing. And I was trying to to motivate them in their workplace and that the workplace is a, a place that the majority of us who are working spend an awful lot of our waking time and that this was a great uh, place to kind of help the overall wellness and statistics. Uh, there's actually been a lot of studies that uh, have been conducted on workplace wellness. In other words, taking the workplace and and motivating uh, employees uh, to be healthier. And not only did it benefit the employees, but it benefited the company as well. But in that presentation, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I utilized the uh, World Health Organization definition of wellness. Let me read that to you because I think it has a couple of great uh, points in there uh, that we're going to talk about. But uh, uh, number one, it says wellness is an active process of becoming aware of and making choices towards a healthy and fulfilling life. Wellness is more than being free from illness. We're going to come back to that one. It's a dynamic process of change and 
growth. But how do you and I, if we use that definition, I kind of like that definition, some parts of it, not uh, necessarily fond of everything the World Health Organization has to say or do, but I do like their uh, parts of uh, their definition of what wellness is. But how do you and I typically monitor or measure our health? In other words, I, I don't know about you, but it seems like most people, if, I, if I'm feeling good, I must be healthy. And unfortunately, what we're going to learn today, that, that while feeling good should be a part of, of being well, uh, the fact that you feel good, as the World Health Organization points out, it's not just being free from disease. Uh, how you feel is important, but I know a bunch of people uh, who felt really good, but within a matter of weeks or even months, uh, they were gone, you know, because of some particular uh, illness that was there all along. Uh, one of the things that I point out to my patients on a regular basis is that uh, 50% of the people that have heart disease, the very first symptom that they have is that they have a heart attack and die. That's the first symptom for half the people. So if you know somebody who has lived through their first heart attack, you better tell them, you know, you're pretty lucky because half of the people don't live through the very first symptom that we have. I remember years ago, uh, uh, probably some of you listeners uh, remember Michael Landon from uh, uh, Little House on the Prairie, I think was one of his main uh, claims to fame. But uh, he came down with pancreatic cancer and the guy was in great shape. He looked great, uh, physically active. And when he got the diagnosis, he's like, that can't be. And he got right down on the floor and did 50 push-ups. Well, within months he was dead. You know, so he definitely felt good, but he was not what we would call well or healthy. So unfortunately, we kind of gauge our level of well-being on how we feel. And it's not a very accurate assessment of all of that. We can have two people. I'll give you just a, a funny example of that, that, you know, the one has, has a significant heart disease, but they feel good. Um, the other is a healthy individual that really has no disease. They have high level of well-being. And I could take that person and, and, and take a toothpick and drive it up underneath their fingernail, uh, and they would be in excruciating pain, agony, all right. And yet they're really healthy. But then you have this other person over here with uh, advanced heart disease that has no symptoms that lo and behold, in a week or two, they're going to be dead, but they feel okay. So we have some one person that's really healthy that doesn't feel good. We have another that's uh, that's uh, not healthy and feels okay. So we'll, we'll kind of, I'll, I'll hammer that home that how we feel doesn't necessarily tell us how well we really are. So let's get uh, onto this uh, example that I, that I was giving you on, uh, on, on resiliency. So health and wellness, our body is really uh, adapting and recovering from everything that is thrown at it during the course of any given day. Our body's in constant change, if you will. There's only a few things within our body that for the most part stay the same all the time. Our pH level in our body, our temperature, our oxygen level are kind of maintained at a constant. 
but everything else. We have cells that are being replaced all the time, old cells being uh, destroyed, new cells coming in. So we're constantly uh, in a state of change within our body. But we have stressors that are thrown at our body, thrown at us on a regular basis. They kind of fall into three broad categories of stressors or stress pathways, if you will. There's physical, chemical, emotional stresses. The different systems of our body, and there are many different systems of our body, adapt to those stressors that are thrown at it. Uh, some of the initial adaptations to stress, uh, whether it be short term or, or a little bit longer is that kind of fight or flight mechanism where our epinephrine, neuroepinephrine, cortisol, our limbic system, other things are adapting to, to all of that. So we adapt to that and we recover. And that is what kind of health looks like. So that process of adapting and recovering, coming back to kind of what we call homeostasis is our, our level of health. And our body is always trying to get back to that homeostasis, or if you want to call it rest, where things are all working like they should. A good example of that would be uh, one of those little uh, stress balls, you know, a little foam ball that you can squeeze in your hand and squeeze it almost down to nothing, you know, and then when you let go of it, it, it comes right back it's resilient. It comes right back to its shape. That's kind of a good picture of what our body's doing all the time as we go through each and every day. It's adapting, recovering, and that level, that ability of it to come back to normal, to homeostasis is resilience. That's a, So our measure of how resilient we are is really our measure of uh, of our overall health and wellness. Um, so in that process, getting back to that. That is a normal process that our body goes through each and every one of us. Let me give you a couple of uh, just uh, silly examples for uh, how do we get back to homeostasis and our degree of resiliency and how that's different from person to person. So let's say uh, we talked about our body temperature, 98.6. It stays the same. We're fighting off an infection. Our temperature goes up as our body is trying to get rid of that infection and come back to homeostasis. It will elevate that temperature. But let's say, for example, and this is an example that those of us living down here in Florida uh, don't have to deal with very often, but let's say the temperature is uh, somewhere between 35 and 40 degrees outside and, and, and we get stuck outside for somewhere in just a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. Um, so what is our body going to do? Well, it's going to try to maintain that 98.6 degree temperature, but it will struggle at some point along the way. We'll be able to maintain it, but at some point we're going to start losing that battle because it's going to end up with not enough resources to be able to maintain that temperature and our body will start to succumb to that. At some point, our body temperature will start to drop and we will start to suffer from uh, a hypothalamic type of condition. And down in Florida, we have the opposite where we'll go outside, it's hot, it's humid. Our body is trying to cool it off. We sweat profusely. The sweat evaporates from our skin. There's an energy exchange trying to cool us down. 
But if we're outside and, and we're not doing the proper things, it will not be able to do that forever. And we will succumb to that. And our body temperature will start to go up and we can suffer from heat stroke, heat exhaustion, and some very serious types of things. So that's where our, a good example of how your body is always trying to get back to return to that homeostasis. So some of the things that take place, um, these stressors that happen within our body, we have kind of a, an acute stress. In other words, stress that is maintained after that point becomes kind of a chronic stress. And then we have critical stressors that are there all the time, just kind of beating our body down and adapting to that. So in that acute stress response, we have different things that happen. Muscle tension changes in certain areas of our body. We get inflammation in other areas of our body. Our blood pressure can increase. Our digestion can decrease. We have fatigue that can set in, uh, decreased sexual drive. Our heart rate can increase. All of the systems of the body in this fight or flight, acute to a, a stress type situation, adapt to that to bring us back to homeostasis. If that stress stays for a prolonged period of time, we have that chronic stress, we start to see more significant changes taking place in our body. We start to develop uh, degenerative joint issues, uh, uh, increased cholesterol problems, increased blood pressure problems, endocrine, our hormones start to change, and some of these can become more permanent. We get into long-term of stresses that our body is not uh, adapting to. And we start to see significant diseases that result, cancer, liver disease, heart disease, kidney disease, some of these different types of things. So here's, so here's a question that is posed, you know, are these diseases that result from these stress issues that aren't resolved and our body's inability to uh, come back to homeostasis, are these diseases abnormal? Well, if you talk to any medical doctor, he'd say, yeah, those are abnormal, but they're not really abnormal. They're your body normal way of reacting to these stressors that are on it for a prolonged period of time and its inability to get back, its failure to get back to homeostasis, back to that, that state of health. So it's a lack of resilience in these situations. And we go back to my uh, silly situation with uh, stepping out in the cold with just a pair of shorts on and a t-shirt. If we took five people, for example, and did that to them, put them outside, um, each of them would succumb to that temperature uh, at different times. Some would last much longer than others. Others wouldn't last very long at all out in that cold temperature. What's the difference? It's their level of resilience, their body's ability for whatever reason to be able to get back to normal, to maintain that normal. We see this uh, certainly in this COVID pandemic that we have going on. You know, the primary group, and it's still over 80% of the folks that have succumbed to the COVID infection are those elderly with pre-existing types of conditions. Those that weren't in the elderly category that died from it, many of them had other health conditions. That Why is that? Well, their resistance, their resilience was lowered because of a number of factors. So the ones that had less resiliency succumbed to it much more easily in that situation. 
But how are these different diseases that I mentioned previous that are the result of your body's natural response to these uh, uh, the uh, stress pathways that are attacking it? How are they treated typically by our medical profession? Or you're given a drug, you have high blood pressure, you're given a, a drug to lower your blood pressure, you have high cholesterol, you're given a drug to lower your cholesterol. All of these different things are, are treating symptomatically what's going on and how your body's reacting to that, not going back to the original cause. What are the stressors? What are those pathways that are causing this? And let's treat those. This is where that medical doctor that I talked about in the very beginning, who motivated us chiropractors to work on wellness and impacting our community on wellness. He said, it's our lifestyle. We've got to get back to the basics, not try to treat these symptoms. Let's get back to the basics and how the body uh, is reacting to these different stress pathways. So what can be done in those particular areas? How do those six principles that I talked about earlier, uh, proper functional activity, proper nutrition, proper rest, proper mental, emotional, spiritual well-being, um, and purging, eliminating toxins. How, how does this, uh, how do those things impact our resiliency in these areas where we have physical, chemical, and emotional stressors, you know, hitting our body? We have talked about before, and I'll mention again, is it kind of that wagon wheel example I get where these six principles are the six spokes to wellness. And if you're weak in one of those spokes, your overall wellness level is down, which simply means that your resiliency is down because you're weak. You're vulnerable in your overall health picture to an attacking stressor. So the physical stresses that are put on our body, what can we do? Well, if you look at uh, functional activity, all of the systems of our body, and we've talked about this, are at their best when they're being used. They have to be used. Our immune system, our musculoskeletal system, our digestive system, we can go through every system of the body. It has to be used to stay healthy. Uh, regular chiropractic care is another that supports our physical well-being and the attacks on our body in a physical uh, in a physical way, getting proper rest. That's one of the six principles. Our body has got to rest to be able to rejuvenate itself, to be able to have that resiliency that's there. These stressors attack some of our hormones for sleep, the serotonin, the dopamine, these types of things are impacted negatively when we're under these physical, uh, chemical, and emotional stresses. Uh, chemical stresses, we see this, eliminating toxins. Again, our body needs proper nutrients to be able to support and have resiliency. So supplements are sometimes important to, to help us in that area. Eliminating toxins is another one in that particular category. And then we have emotional uh, stresses, that emotional stress pathway. And here's an interesting thing that, uh, and, and I think sometimes this particular pathway is one of the more difficult for a lot of people to manage. Um, every event in our life, we have, uh, it is stored in our cortex, in the brain, the cortex of the brain, it is stored. Your amygdala attaches an emotion to every event that's stored away. You ever, you know, I know that you've probably experienced this. I certainly have where a song comes on that uh, I've got a, you know, great memory attached to. 
And in, uh, instantly I, I, I start to feel good because of that good you know, memory that was attached to a particular event. But just the opposite takes place as well. There are certain things, places that, oh, you know, it's just even going by there. It's like, oh, I can feel my stomach starting to turn because that particular event, you know, there was a negative emotion attached to that. So how do we combat this emotional side of things? Um, you know, we have to surround ourselves with the positive. I utilize the, the Bible, a lot of scripture, also positive music, positive people, meditation, prayer, um, decreasing the negative input. You know, as we went through COVID, one of my biggest things that I would tell people is, hey, turn the news off. You know, they, they have people that they pay in these news places to, to try to make the news, you know, scare the tar out of you so that you'll tune back in to find out the latest. You know, so they, I call it the panic peddlers. But it, it, if you just sit there and watch that all day, it's going to change you emotionally. So I don't watch the news at all. If I need to learn about something, I'll go online. I'll find out about it. I can research it. I can find it. But I'm not going to listen to the panic peddlers for the most part because they're, it's a negative experience and it just brings us down and it brings us down that impacts every aspect of our well-being. So that emotional part, sometimes we have, you know, deep-seated issues that are buried in events that took place sometimes years ago that negative emotions were attached to and that impacts for some of us every single day. You might need some professional help to kind of dig back into that and reshape that event and put a positive on it so that when it's stored away in your cortex, it has a positive to it. So if you want to be healthy and you want to be well, it's not just feeling good, although that should be part of it. You know, if we are healthy and well, we should feel good. But a lot of people are feeling pretty good walking around and they're not really all that healthy. And it really boils down to our level of health is our level of resiliency, how our body can get back to homeostasis, get back to that. The six principles of health that I've talked about so often increase our resiliency. And the greater your resiliency, the greater your level of health. I hope uh, this has been a little different perspective that's kind of helped you on, on why would you want to do some of these things? Why do we need to work on some of these six principles? It elevates our level of resiliency. That's what I tell people as we've been going through COVID. What do you do to, to prevent this? And I say, well, I work on the six principles of health to keep my you know wellness level up, my resiliency up. So my body can do naturally what it is supposed to do. Well, I'm so glad that you uh, tuned in today to uh, Coffee with the Doc. We're sponsored by San Carlos Chiropractic, my office. Uh, you can certainly reach us there uh, at uh, 239-267-3133 or on my website, drglennschafer.com. We have tons of information there about all types of wellness and chiropractic care. And uh, hopefully there's uh, something there that we can help you with. Until next time. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Doc, hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer. To learn more about Dr. Schaefer, go to www.drglennschaefer.com. That's D-R-G-L-E-N-S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. Or call 239-267-3133 
You can also visit him at San Carlos Chiropractic, 19150 Acorn Road in Estero, Florida.